Good afternoon, good evening, hello, welcome in to Trust the Process Live. If you've been following us, either in uh, either with with if, if you are with us live or you are catching us in podcast form, you have uh, you've kind of picked up on the theme that we've been going off of, and what we're doing is we're taking inventory. All right, boys, mm-hmm. we're stocking the shelves. We're taking inventory of what we have to look at here in this great sports city of Philadelphia. Now, we've been doing that in the form of trials, and we've been putting teams on trial. We've been submitting evidence. We've been asking the grand jury of our peers, which is really ourselves, to make a ruling on these teams. Before we get to that, I am your host, James Hyden, here with my guys, Mr. Five Digits, Max Coolish. I don't know if he has five. He might have more because he seems to have a bigger bank account because he has a house now. Max, how are you? Mm, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, you know, Plucking away every day at the house, always a new adventure here. Uh, as usual, freezing downstairs because I still haven't figured out the temperature control and you know, ready to get to it. I you have a high ass air conditioning bill, man. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. it's really not the upstairs is 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 still like not not hot, but it's just it's just so disproportionate to downstairs, especially because I got marble tile okay. everywhere. Yeah. No, not a lot of rugs down here yet to, to oh, soak got, up any other any other kind of You got ma- marble. It's not real marble. It's not real marble. That's it's, fine. I'll take <laughs> fake marble. Yeah, Shoot. Wait, before we go, right. before we go any ahead, boys. Are we like a what, what kind of temperature are we talking here? Are we like a te- like a, a nice warm seventy two, or are we like a nice like sixty eight crowd? Oh, I mean, given the choice, I'll take I'll take sixty eight. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Given seven. those two anyway. choices, I'm going seventy two. Yeah, we're really. Temp, room temp, room my, see the issue. I don't like being cold inside. I don't like being my cold fingers inside. are freezing right now. That's always the issue with me. If I if I'm inside. And it's anything lower than like seventy. My fingers are just always cold. Always interesting. Cold. You don't right. like getting bundled up. I like I like getting more bundled up. I do. I I, I, I had a hoodie on, but I had to rock the Sixers gear. I don't have a Sixers hoodie. So what night. I'll do is at I'll night. go seventy two during the day, and then I'll turn it down mm-hmm. at night because I like at sleeping. Night, cold. I'll night I'll get cozy. I like sleeping cold. cold. Yeah. Yep. The man who likes it at seventy two. YG, the young gentleman, James Jackson. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know if anyone or is uh like TV show fans. This is not going to be my tap out, but it probably should have been. I just started uh, that book three of power, the Canaan book. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm starting these early indications of what made Canaan Canaan. If anyone is a, a power fan. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hype, man, but a good week. Start a new job soon. So beautiful. Hey, yeah, man. Beautiful. Yeah, man. I haven't watched book three yet. I got to get on that. But get on, uh, yeah, only Locke. two episodes drop, but, but they're good ones. They're setting some things up, man, for sure. All right. Doc Locke, Locke, Josh Saffron, the man who locks in picks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm in the I'm in the pinnacle of my early twenties right now. Simply moving in between college houses and uh, starting a little job, going through found footage of high school football from my high school and door dashing. So just absolutely jack of all trades. Absolutely it up. madness. And let's talk about some basketball. That's God, what I like to do. God, that being it. said, uh, all rise. The, the judge is now presiding over the case of the trial of the 76ers. Yes, sir. Got a little, little interest there. Go ahead, hit, hit him with yeah. it twice real quick. Yes, I do it again. We are I'm putting – I'm going to save that. I'm going to bring it back out a little bit. <laughs> we are now putting our basketball team here in the city of Philadelphia on trial, boys. And the biggest question, because we have become the not only the poster boys for tanking in, in basketball, but for tanking in sports. <laughs> and that act of tanking has taken a name. And it was, and maybe still is, 
but probably was the process. The question I have for you guys, and I'm coming to you, Max, first, because I'm putting you on the spot. I know this is where I want to go first. (laughs) Set the tone, Digit. Set the tone. Was the process a success? Uh, I mean, I just want to say that it's maybe a little bit hard to use was because the process is still in effect. Simmons no, and Embiid are. No. no, 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 no. This is, this is still going on as far as I'm concerned. The, the process to me, and maybe this is maybe this is what the, the beauty of the process is, is its subjectivity. Because to me, the process was burning it all down and building it around Joel Embiid. So for me, in my eyes, maybe it depends on how roundabout it gets there, but at least with what's left of the current Sixers as of this very second, I don't believe the process has ended. So at this point, with that in mind, the process has not been a success to this point because the process had one goal. That was to win a championship. It was to burn it all down, to get out of mediocrity, and to come back like a phoenix out of the ashes with a championship ring and a parade down South Broad Street, and that hasn't happened yet. And until it does, the process cannot be anything but a failure. So the plot, the process oh. is both incomplete and a failure because because you said the fr- I agree with the last thing you said, but I as of right as of this the, time, the process should should Ben Simmons get traded tomorrow? I think that was to me. I think you could you could bookmark the second end of the process. I think that if if it were to end tomorrow, yes, it would be a failure. But with that being said, I like I said, I don't think it's over yet because I feel like there's enough of that original core that the that that all the tanking brought. With, with the players and the assets. Like, to me, Tobias Harris is part of the process because we tanked for all those yep. assets to go and get a guy on that kind of contract and to pay him that kind of – whether or not he's living up to it or he's, you know, Tobias Harris and that's not who we wanted if we wanted Jimmy Butler. That's, that's not for debate here. To me, the process will be over and dusted when all that's left is Joel Embiid and all of the assets and all of the Ben Simmons and all of the everything around it has gone and disappeared. That is when the process is over. Or if Embiid leaves before any of that happens, and in that case, put a fork in. Okay, JJ, success or failure? I'm, I mean, Max, I get what you're saying when you when you talk about it. You know, maybe the beauty of the process is subjectivity. Not as I'm not taking off the reins as much as you are when we're talking about subjectivity, but I do think it depends on what was your definition of like. What do you think the goal of the process was? Was the goal of the process to win an NBA championship or was the goal of the process to get out of the dark times, become relevant again, you know, put the, the city of Philadelphia back on the map for basketball? If if your goal was the latter, I would say to aim your sights a little bit higher, dream a little bit bigger. And yeah, because I would agree. Goal, yeah, the goal of pretty much anything is to win. It's kind of sad if, right? if a, a big market NBA team is just exactly, going for- Exactly, exactly. We're not Charlotte over here. We're not looking to just be talked about. We want championships. So from that standpoint, I think – from any way you square it, it's it's a failure. I would disagree with you, Max, that it's still going on. And I think that's an easy way. That's an easy thing to tell yourself if you're a Sixers fan. Kind of helps you sleep a little bit of like, hey, we're not done. We're still building. Like, I don't think it's still the process. I think now it is pay the piper time. Like, now it is, it is time for results. But the process is done. Now it's time to cash in and get and get the championship. You're now in the championship window that the process kind of culminate, you know, culminates in. But, but to like me, that's part is, of the this process. Is post, I no, this is post-process. This is po- the process was to get to now. The process was to get to the championship window. Like you've made the big moves. You, you've gotten the pieces that you said this is now a, a championship, you know, contending team. But and maybe this was the first year of it. But I do think this is post-process time. I don't think the process just comes to a screeching halt and it's processed until it's not. Like I, th- right. I think this is results time. 
would agree. Before I, I have, I think I have a little bit different thoughts than anybody. Before I get to that, Josh, success or failure? Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a victory lap, obviously, because I haven't won anything. But I think you gotta say it was a success because I also think it isn't over, right? And really, real quick, touch on like the definition of the process before I say why or why it wasn't a success. To me, the fact like Ben Simmons, right? Like that draft pick of Ben Simmons. That was still part of the process. And the fact that we're here today and we're going to be talking about trading Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, that's that's a success. Like when when Sam Hinkie started this process, this was a team that was trying to build around Igadala and, and Spencer Hawes. And, now and Evan Turner, number two overall exactly. pick, Evan and, Turner. And Evan Turner. Like you took a team that was about to just dig itself further into the ground and build around Spencer Hawes and Evan Turner – and you are now a perennial one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yes, it's it's still, you know, you still have work to be done, but you've put yourself into a position with assets to have a very successful team for years and years to come. I don't see how that's a failure. I understand yeah, that because right Josh is mad and you don't see a championship ring, but I still think like everything that the process did, it's still at your disposal. And they can, I don't want to say easily, right? I'm not going to say easily, but you've put yourself in position to be a top three seed and really have a good chance to win the title every year. But who 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 wants a consolation prize? Who wants a participation trophy? Congratulations. You made yourselves relevant. You know, relevancy only gets you so far. And well, you can't call trading Ben Simmons to get somebody else a success because Ben Simmons was like the last cornerstone piece of the process. Trading him and admitting defeat is a failure on that, which, which is, trade, a, is a failure in process. If you trade Ben Simmons for Lillard or Bradley Beal, I don't think that's a failure at all. I think that's like, damn, Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons was your number one overall pick. Ben I Simmons agree. was supposed to be was supposed to be the, the great reason why you you made the fans suffer because I, we got I, the next NBA well, superstar. First of all, first of all, the reason is Embiid, Simmons, and you know the other like Fultz, like they were supposed to be extras. They didn't it became work out. it became Embiid, it became Embiid. But you can't tell me that when when you know when Ben oh, Simmons got drafted number one, he was the Fresh Prince. Yeah, okay. I agree, man. I was the, I was like the biggest Ben Simmons guy. I was so right, 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 okay. But I just think I think you gotta look like yeah sure that didn't work out the way it is but we're talking about a a a, a Bradley Beal Damian Lillard trade and and like let's let's look back other than the Bucks it's been the Lakers and the Warriors it's been LeBron James and the Warriors two teams on the championship since the process oh, I forgot about the Kawhi Raptors but like it, it's not like there's just we're just handing out championships to different teams like that the time yeah. there's still years to go is what I'm saying. We have to do some separation here. Okay. Like we, we have to. There, like there, there has to be benchmarks in the terms that like eras end. Eras always end, mm -hmm. and I feel like I have a different perspective on this because I don't think the process was not about winning a championship. Okay, the process is a separate mm -hmm. is is a separate entity in a separate period in time that was strictly about gathering assets. Okay, now let's mm -hmm. let's 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 dive deeper into that because mm -hmm. you can't make the the goal of every NBA franchise is to win a title. Therefore, yeah. the period and the strategy of a team cannot be kind of like tandem to that because one has to be separate to get to that point. The 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 act of the process was to gather assets. Now I think up yeah. until recently you could have called it a success until Sam Presti went out and did it better. Did the act of gathering assets mm. better. Point. Okay. 
a good it point. could have been it could have been called a success mm-hmm. until Sam Presti went out and gathered assets better. The process ended as soon as you started aw- started giving away those assets. Now, giving away doesn't mean drafting those players using those assets. The process ended as soon as you started making deals, including those See, assets. I disagree with that because Sam Hinkie was very vocal in the beginning stages of all of this that he was open to using these assets eventually to turn them into better and more established players. Exactly, so to me, and, I, that, I, and that signals the end of the process. Yeah, and, and I agree with Banners because when does that end? Like if we keep talking about you use this pick to get this player and flip that for the next player and flip that, when, like, when like, Sam, when, when I would does, say you can always – you can always track, oh, you know, mm-hmm. the the, yeah, the right. acquisition right. of a player back to something. Exactly. But that's Sam why I don't Hinkie, like this because this ripple effect has to end at some when point. When Sam Hinkie was saying that, he was saying that as the GM of the franchise with a with a total picture intact. He obviously yeah. he needs to talk about more than one thing than the process, but using those assets to then go out and acquire something else, not using them to take players, that signals the end of the era where you are done trying to gather assets and I guess you could call it re- relevancy. You have now moved into like exactly. Like, let's take um, actually, you know this. This kind of goes out across all. Let's take baseball. When the Padres were so bad and they went out and got Eric Hosmer, that signaled to the rest of the league that we are now making big moves yes, to tell yes, people yes. that we are entering a different phase of our franchise. Now mm-hmm, the the mm-hmm. Hosmer thing didn't pay off, and Manny Machado was really that type of signing. But when they went out and signed Eric Hosmer. That told not only the the league and the players, but everybody else that we are done tanking. This is now our direction. Okay, I agree. So let's translate that to the Sixers. Once you started giving away those assets that you were stockpiling, okay, so that told you the, the process was over. Huh? As the turning point it has to be. If, if exactly. So, so that okay. tells me the process is over now. I and my point is, I think it could have been a success until Sam Presti went out and did it better. Now, the, I think you kind of have to separate the Ben Simmons, and that's where our next question is going. I think you have to, the the act of getting him was a success. I think how it went is a failure. Is a failure. Is a failure. Yeah. You weren't supposed to trade Ben Simmons. Like the if, if Ben Simmons Correct. was the 12th overall pick. trade the number one overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're about to be trading our pick, second one in three years. The, the, yeah, the 15th Correct. overall pick, whatever. But not the number one overall pick. He was never supposed to leave the franchise. So. And and, I mean, and, just, and just right there, trading trading assets to go get Markel Fultz also told you it was over yeah. because you used assets to move up to a number one pick. The process has the been process over has and been done over, with yeah. I, the process has been over. The process has been over and done with for years. And I also um, think yeah. you can you can you can signal the end of end of the process with a new regime. When old GMs come out, Brett Brown kind of you know kind of survived the new regime, but there was a clear difference when the jerseys changed, when the mascot changed, when the Agreed. aura changed. Like yeah, just like with the with the Eric Hosmer deal that you you likened to in the MLB, it was almost like a a a message the Sixers were giving off that like we're not bad anymore. We're we're back to our swagger's back. Basically. Oh, we're not trying to be bad anymore. We're, so, we're not trying to be bad anymore. So if the Sixers, our swagger's back, we're a playoff team now. So if the Sixers trade Simmons right after we get off the show and we get Beeler Lillard and then they go and win a championship next year. But the process, process has already been done. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be great for the Sixers. Failure. But it'll be great for the Sixers. Because you don't have the championship without the process. That's fine. but, uh, but you're You're right. But they that don't. doesn't mean that it's still going on. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Call the process a failure if they win a championship next season. Because like, no, the process call, was supposed I'm, to be I'm a championship with Ben Simmons. I'm calling it as I see it at seven sixteen on seven twenty six. You know what I mean? Like it's not as of right now. 
Sam Presti outprocessed the okay. makers of the process. And, and Sam Presti only did that because Hinky, as Owen Shields says, Hinky died for our sins, and he also died for Sam Presti's sins. He while that may be true, NBA that doesn't run. mean that like it's like well, you're you're right. Sam Presti did, uh, or Sam Hinky did die for our sins and for Sam Presti to take that business model, but that doesn't mean that. Sam Presti isn't currently doing it better as the owner of 20 billion first round picks. Right? I I no disagree. Absolutely <laughs> no forms with that. Point point All right. So we talked about a benchmark in there, boys. And and one of our benchmarks was one of the three top three picks in the NBA. Now is a bit of a convoluted time because there's so many options. There's so many options. There's so many opinions. And I want to get, before we get to the kind of crux of the issue, which is, of course, Ben Simmons, I want to ask you what your ideal draft night would look like, because this kind of goes in hand in hand with our talks about draft picks, talks about assets, and it gives you a nice little parlay or segue. And I'm, I have parlay on, parlays on the brain. Segue into into the real crux of the issue, which is number twenty five. So we're going to go back around, Josh. What 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 is your ideal NBA draft night look like? Yeah, my ideal NBA draft night is simply like in the simplest terms, it's the Sixers aren't picking when pick twenty eight comes around. Like, I don't really have an exact formula or recipe for how that happens. And, and I love the NBA draft. You know, I love seeing who the Sixers are going to get. But I think you're at a point, like we were just saying, you're at a point where, especially pick 28, there's not a lot of these guys who are going to just slot into your team. Like, this is about winning championships. So my ideal NBA draft night is the Sixers make a trade before or during NBA draft night and get a real player. Regard, Like, I'm not even talking just about Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard. Obviously, I love those two guys. But make a trade for a guy who can play now and let someone else take 28. I don't want to cop out all the way. I want to throw out a few names of guys that I would like though. Uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, this seems like the craziest year for like mock drafts. Like I've seen so many different guys going different places, but the few guys I'd want, I'd want uh, I know, some bones Highland action from VCU. Uh, I'm seeing uh, Dosumo. We all know AO Dosumo from Illinois fallen. He's fallen pretty far. I don't think he's going to fall all the way. Uh, Trey Mann, he's fallen pretty far too. And I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, Springer, Jaden Springer out of Tennessee. Those are a few of the guys that I've seen down there that I think the Sixers would really like. surprised if Jaden Springer still yeah. at 28. He might slide, but maybe not, maybe not all the way to 28. 28, yeah. yeah 28 I mean, truth be told, and the other the other reason why I don't want them making a pick is like if I'd want anyone, I'd want a big. Like I want a guy who can just play like some minutes behind and be like why, why are you giving me that face? Nah, because you go get you go get a backup. You don't you don't draft a backup center. You go get a backup center like the White Howard deal again. You go get a go get a rental yeah. center for a year to play behind him. Bring, Bring back Tony Bradley. Bring back Tony Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, I just feel like we got like for the first time in a long time we have guards and we have guard depth. So I'm like, go get someone big. But it's like no, I agree. Like that's why I said I didn't name any bigs because like who am I gonna name? Charles Bassey. I don't really like him. Like. So, you know, I think all in all, like my ideal draft is the Sixers don't pick at 28, which is just crazy for me to say. Oh, I like that. JJ, ideal draft night looks like blank. Ideal draft night just looks like Daryl Morey getting active. Like like Daryl Morey's name has got to be in, in heavy circulation in his draft. And I think maybe on more than one occasion. 
Like, Ooh, like I like it. He's 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 got to have his hand in multiple phone calls and multiple cookie jars to see really what the Sixers can get. And Josh, I hear your sentiment about not using the twenty eighth pick, and I mm-hmm. and I. I agree with the mindset because you said it's about winning championships. So that 28th pick is not to be coveted. If someone wants this pick for something, it's out the door before I could even like the Sixers may not even have a whiteboard in their, in their office. Cause we're not looking at the board. We're looking at who he can get free agency. And I, I, I was thinking about this trade a long time ago and I've, I've read a little bit more about it today. Um, on NBC Sports Philadelphia, I actually have to, sh- have to shout out the, the author of this article really quick. Brian Brennan on NBC Sports Philadelphia proposed straight up Ben, ben Simmons on draft night for C.J. McCollum. And you, you, you get that going. You get C.J. McCollum to Philadelphia. It may not be the Damian Lillard home run swing that you want. It gets you a guard scorer while keeping Maxi and Tybal, which I know, you know, in a perfect world, the Sixers would like to keep one if not two. Gets Ben Simmons out the door. C.J. McCollum is not crazy strapped with the salary cap. He is only one or two years off his deal, so that you know you might have to, you know, to to use some brain power to resign him. But it's something that I think the Sixers could consider, and I don't think it would be a bad. All of your faces, actually, that was hilarious when I said it. All of your faces dropped, but I, but it's sour to you guys because it's not Damian Lillard. And I get that if you were you're going to go to Portland, you're going to swing for Dame Lillard. But I think CJ McCollum would fit well in the Sixers. That would be a good trade. You probably still would want to go get a point guard. Right? I mean, I just, I just put my gut reaction to that for as much as we like. I really like CJ McCollum as much as we rag on Simmons. Like you're trading a better player for a worse player, and I, I just don't want to do that. Like I, I really believe yeah, that. Yeah, but it's the fit. It's the fit you got to worry I about. I know. I agree. It's, it's just absolutely like, the rather... fit you got to worry about. And and this and. It's hard to talk to Sixers fans about Ben Simmons' value because there's so much subjectivity that goes towards it. It really. Like, I don't. I don't know if you definitively could say Ben Simmons is a better player than CJ McCollum. I just. I just don't. Know. It, maybe. Maybe more versatile. Maybe like more like, you know. You know, a better two way, but overall better NBA player. Like I, I'm not. I'm not sure you can definitively say that. I let mean, me put my answer this similar. way. I I would say Ben Simmons is by far and away the best trade ship on the market right now that's being made available okay so yeah you you can't i and i i think cj mccollum's fit on the sixers team is being overstated i don't think it's as good as people might want it to be so to me i don't think you can go straight up giving ben simmons away just because you want to get out from under all that it entails for cj mccollum just to do it you have i you might have to just with with names like Damian Lillard and and Bradley Beal, I, there's no way Ben Simmons is the most coveted trade asset. I, I, I said that's being made available right now, like as we speak right now. Like technically, okay. the other guys aren't available. He's getting on technicalities, technicalities, right? Technically, uh, technicalities. He got me on technicalities. because they're available, they're just not available on paper. Like I, I, I like, live in technicalities, baby. The phone is being picked up; they just can't report it. Real I, live, I live in technicalities. I hear, um, you, I hear you. I hear you. What if? What if? I? Because I mean, I like. I like what you're thinking. Because it's like there might be reality where they're not going to get Dame or, or Beal. But like, let's say one of the. Oh, we'll players, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. No, 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 I want to stay on the McCollum trade just real quick. What if they throw no. in like Anthony Simons, Covington, and uh, and another draft pick? With that, like, because for me, like, I'm not over the moon. For that. That? Yeah, yeah whoa. logistically. <laughs> maybe, maybe just one. Maybe Cove. But but I still think now the scale is tipping Portland's way a tiny bit. Like now the Sixers might have to throw like a second round pick, like just just to even it out. Like it's like it's hard. I th- I think the straight up trade 
Because the because the fit both ways goes. If you can convince, if Portland can convince Damian Lillard that a a Damian Lillard Ben Simmons two crown system can get them towards a championship, then I think the the scheme fits both ways. It I, but to, to to me, you lose that trade. And Daryl yeah, Morey yeah. isn't in the business of losing I trades. Like that, if you're telling me you're trading trade. Ben Simmons for for CJ McCollum and Covington, you lose that yeah, trade. That's a I lost trade. I mean, you you're losing. You're all you're losing age. You're losing like CJ McCollum does one thing really well, and I don't even think he's like he's not even like the best. Like we know Ben Simmons is top three defensively. CJ McCollum's not a top three shooter in the NBA. Like that's how I look at it. No, but you don't have a. I don't think you have a wing scorer or or a or a perimeter guard scorer, backcourt scorer like CJ McCollum on your team. You're no, right, but no, I can find no. I can find a, a another way to get a wing scorer without. Like to to me, Ben Simmons is seventy percent of a trade to get you a Damian Lillard or Bradley yeah. Beal. But yeah. you're wangs, but you're wang so much on Ben Simmons' defensive ability when it, when it proved for you guys this year that just his defensive ability isn't enough to be the second best player on a team. Right. So so why so why is that so big in his trade value? When when well, because it's, a, it's an offensive driven league, so you're yeah. you're asking teams to invest in a guy to, just because of his defense. It's because of the team makeup. We counted too much on that without adding the offensive side of the ball. Other teams are very much more equipped to add a defensive player like him with the ball movement skills. I love that Portland. already have the, the, the exactly that already have the offense. So you can't just give them what they need to succeed. That's like it's it's your it's you're losing that trade like all, from the bat. You know what I mean? Like they like if you put him in Portland right now, as is with Dame and CJ. Like even if you take CJ out of that, they win that trade because their team is more set up for that. The Sixers were never built to be around that with Tobias Harris being but, a mid range player but, and Joel Embiid being right. But okay, but but it's also a, a trade is also a two way street. So you also have to look at what the Sixers are getting rid of, not just a bad scheme fit, but bad money, and then gaining a, a, something that they desperately need, and that's. Creation and scoring from the from the position that they're giving up, and you get that from CJ McCollum. You're right, but I'm saying you can't lose the trade. You at least have to knock. You you at, at least have to draw. So you're even. saying you're telling me. So I'm I'm trying to break this down in layman's terms. You're telling me that what the combination of what Portland is giving up slash getting is greater than the combination of what the Sixers are giving up slash getting with that single trade. Ye yes, I have. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that wording kind of tripped me up, but I, okay. I think I, I think we're yeah. So what also, Portland is gaining is greater. What Portland is is net gaining. Gain, net, Portland's net gain is greater than the Sixers' net gain. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and and just also, I think McCollum's only making three or four million less than Simmons. Like that one. That also, like the money yeah. part is also like that's rough. Like to me, I to me, I'm more than willing to give up a haul of draft picks. Another player and Ben Simmons for Bradley for Beal or a Damian Lillard. Yeah, Agreed. McCollum, my, like, I think McCollum. my big issue with McCollum is that he's he's not a point guard. He's not At he's all. not the guy that that, yeah. that handles the ball for you all games. So, so that just kind of leads us to another huge glaring hole. And I, you know, I get that it's way I mean, different, but neither is Brad Beal. I get I get the scoring that he gives you kind of offsets that, but Bradley Beal is not a point guard either. I agree, and I think that would be an issue if we get Bradley Beal. But the issue is that Bradley Beal is infinitely as of this moment in time a, a better nba player and asset than than cj mccollum mm -hmm. and the other issue is that cj mccollum is to buy like cj mccollum and tobias harris play the same exact game yeah like he's they, a slightly they, better shooting worse defensively to buy a hair by tobias yeah, harris and exactly. tobias harris and, is by no means a great defensive player is that yeah, yeah i can put you 
Yeah, but you can move. You can. There's there's sets to be played with CJ McCollum and, and Tobias Harris. And also, I'm also thinking of from the standpoint of of the secondary pieces that the Sixers seem to not want to have to give up. And that's Matisse Bible, Tyrese Maxey. That trade allows you to keep both of them. We've kind of moved into this question, uh, and we it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm perfectly fine with that. Max, so if you want to touch on your draft night scenario, please. Um, but I, I feel like you have some things to get off your chest. I, I was probably the right person to skip on the draft night thing. Um, <laughs> ideally, I, I'm I'm not picking a 28 either. And yeah. Trey Mann's my my guy as a shout there. Love him, love him. I, I feel like it, you know why not take a, a risk at 28 on a guy who's six five? It's known as a good ball handler and shooter. Um, you know, we we kind of have a little bit of a mix of that on the bench. But you know, Wait, let, me throw, I, I, let me throw a rapid fire out real quick to everyone. Is there any guy in the whole draft that you would ever think about trading up for? Because I, I have one. No. Like if Moses I mean, Moody, realistically, no. If, if Moses Moody were to fall, I think he would be awesome. Like just a lights out shooter from Arkansas. What are you gonna? Are you, are you gonna? You're gonna fall to what? Yeah. you gonna pick someone at seventeen? Like why? Why are you gonna do that? Was it? Wasn't? I didn't mean to think about it too deep, but I was just like, hey, is there anyone that likes? Not really. I, I like Moody. I your love capital Moody. should be your capital should be focused on a big name free agent. Yeah, yeah not, that's the capitals going to. For sure, I'm not trading anywhere in the draft besides. I do like Moody though. Down. I think that's a, he'd be perfect for us. A three that can shoot, not a stretch four, a true three that can shoot. Like I honestly would love him. Um, so that was a draft night. What what would you like me to address in regards to to Mister Twenty Five? What, what's what's my my prompt here? We we've we've kind of dived in. We we dove into the 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 not like the the shallow end or the deep end. We kind of we're waiting in. Okay, we're we're in the the waiting end of the pool with the CJ McCollum trade. We're talking about this Ben Simmons sweepstakes right now, and I want you to make your trade package. If you don't, if you can't give me a full trade package, that's fine. Just give me your just overall overarching idea for a way to get Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard. All right. I mean, ideally, it's, it's Lillard. Lillard is, is I mean, he's the guy. Like, I like Bradley Beal a lot. Um, maybe this is a bit of a hot take for me. I do think Bradley Beal certainly benefits from having just a consistently terrible roster around him. And I do think he is a really, really good player. But, I mean, if you ask me who I'm taking, it's it's Damian Lillard. Easily no hesitation in my mind out of those yeah, two. I don't think no, no, no one else would, would hesitate either. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I would I presume like not. Maybe, I, I feel like this is maybe a bit more contentious than than I would I would let on. But me personally, I think regardless of not even talking Sixers, like straight up player on a blank team with gray numberless jerseys and 2K top and bottom, Damian Lillard is the guy you're taking in a fantasy draft first. Yeah. With that being said, I mean, it's, it's going to take a lot to get him. I mean, the dude has been the face of that franchise for a long time, and it, it requires a mega deal to get stuff like that done. Uh, I don't say this lately. I think – I think the difference between the two of them is that I'm willing to give up Tyrese Maxey for Damian Lillard. I'm willing to take that step. It sucks to do because if this doesn't all shake out where we don't make this trade, and, and let's be honest here, like I'm not I'm not holding my breath on, on Damian Lillard starting game one for, for the Philadelphia 76ers next year. Maxey could be a really, really good player. He could be a really good, important piece for us moving forward. Damian Lillard is, is the quintessential superstar. He is – a, a premier scorer. He's a premier handler of the ball, you know, is a great leader, huge in clutch moments, which is maybe the most important reason that I would like him on the Sixers mm -hmm. because, you know, if I have to watch another minute and 27 seconds where the Sixers score one out of two from the line and lose a game by two again, like I don't know how many more, more, more games I can keep doing this. So 
I I need I need a guy that can take over and maybe this is Bradley Beal being plagued by a bad roster around him, but for two guys who both haven't won a lot, it sure feels like Damian Lillard is much more of a winner than Bradley Beal is. That's a good way to put it. I like the way you ended that. I don't agree with that. Let's go back around. JJ, what's your take on this Ben Simmons? Oh, wait, really quick. Hold on. Let me yeah, just finish this. Simmons, Maxi, you can throw three first and three seconds if you need Agreed. to get it done. Yes, if, if you're doing right. it, you, you you make it worth I it do th- I, to, to Just to go right into it, I do think Maxi is a underrated like big part of this deal to get Damian Lowe. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I think for the for Portland side, if you're trading Damian Lowe, you're blowing it up, right? Brand new head yep. coach, new yes. GM, new, you know, people in the front offense. So like it, it's blow it up time. So Young, yo, young players and and picks are what is is going to be enticing to the team. That's why I fear Matisse. They might like Matisse Thibel as well. Still, still has some offensive ceiling to be get you know you know to get at. But you know, in his second third year in the league, is already second team all defense. So he's playing well for those boomers. Yeah, hey man, and he's now on the world stage. He's now seeing stuff on the world stage. So um, I, I do think that's you know something that. If if this deal were to you know get into advanced talks that Portland might sniff at you know trying to get from the Sixers, but with that all being said, I think it culminates to this: if your name is not Joel Embiid on the Philadelphia 76ers, there could be a there could be a package that you go into. Like no yeah. no one is off the yeah. table. Yeah. There are people who are way down on the totem pole. Like if, if they start talking about names like Seth Curry, you're gonna have to something crazy is gonna have to go down. Yes, maybe three teams are gonna have to get in this thing. But there is no one that is. Off the trading block, that is not named Joel Embiid. Hell, if they want to trade for Doc Rivers, you might get to put put you know put a package together for Doc Rivers as well. To I would him. encourage that. Yeah, yeah to, to I, get I actually low key feel like Seth Curry might uh might be he, not untouchable, but the the, the that's what I'm saying, Max. He's, he's 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 so far down on the list that something wild would have to okay, be. I got you. But, I got you. But it's not impossible. Like if they if they spoke the right language, Seth Curry could wear a different uniform to get Damian Lillard. Like, right, that's yeah, that's I'm, not I'm, what's going to stop a trade for me if, if I'm in the front office. Um, so like, like, you know, it's like we said, it's hard to, you know, imagine because to get Damian Lillard, Max said it best requires a mega deal, which means we're not NBA GMs. Like we're, there's, there's going to be some part of this that they figure out that we, yeah, some crazy language that we can't, some protective picks. All you got to do is talk about how you got to get the salaries to match and, and yeah, you yeah, might as well just get a verified blue check mark. On, on exactly, exactly. Kind of I'll <laughs> exactly. tell you what, I've, I've used the NBA trade simulator quite a bunch and that you got a job. That got, that got a guy a job in the Minnesota Timberwolves front office. So yes, I don't want to say um, GM quality, but uh, just not, just don't have to. I'm a, I'm a diamond that's in the rough. You know, that's all we're missing. There is, there is no one that is. There's no one that that can be saved if it's not Embiid. I agree. To get Damian Lillard. Josh, what's your takes on the tape? What's your take on this Ben Simmons sweepstakes, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously it's Lillard. Like, obviously you got to go for Lillard. I just think it's possible that the trade, like, you're, I think you're more likely to lose a trade with the Trailblazers than you are with the Wizards. So I want to throw out a couple uh, trade packages I, I came up with. So I got one for the Wizards, one for the Trailblazers. For the Trailblazers. You're sending like you're you're gutting the roster more or less. And 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 let me say this also before, I think if Simmons gets traded, Maxie's getting traded. Like no matter what, there's I don't I don't really know if there's a, a certain like we like to believe there is. I don't really know that there is because I kind of like that little that little package deal in the trade. It's like hey, here's the best defender, and then it's like giving them. Mm-hmm. Like his the side of offense that Ben Simmons comes with. Like it's here's the point. missing offense. Yeah. And it's Tyre and it's Tyrese Maxi. And go. if you put if you put Maxi's on Simmons' shoulder, you put a trench coat on him. They can go buy alcohol. 
They're the best player in the league, man. They might be the best player in the league. Yeah, and then especially in both of these, you're giving up a, a guard and you're saying, hey, this is a young guard. Who knows what he could turn into? So I think mm-hmm. if you're if you're trading Simmons for either of these guys, Maxie's gone. Let's get that out of the way. My biggest goal here is – go ahead, Max. What's up? Oh, sorry. I was I thought I was maybe cutting out. I was going to say underrated thing we need to mention. Maxie also wears number zero, so Blazers fans aren't going to be nearly as pissed with this deal <laughs> as they could be. Like those jerseys aren't getting burned. They're not getting recycled. Most of those people are going to give them a chance. Maybe just do mm-hmm. the classic duct tape with a Sharpie on the back kind of deal. Or, or if he goes to the Wizards, uh, he's going to have to make Russ change his jersey. I'm sure that's yeah. how that would go. But um, I'll love to fly in a room for that or fly on the wall for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Max would quickly just change his number. But um, for the all right, my, my official package to the Blazers, you get Lillard and Cove, first of all. You send out Simmons, Maxi. You got to send Seth Curry also, I believe. You send this year's first, mm. you send a swap mm. for next year, and a 2023 first, and then also the Trailblazers have their pick of Paul Reed, Isaiah Joe, or Shake Milton. That's what I think would have to wow. be. Like, Josh, I you were in the lab today. You were cooking, brother. I don't think they get it done with anything less than that. Or you can have Matisse Thibel to take away a pick or like one of the other things. Matisse Thibel's the guy where like if you're in a, a movie torture scene – Right, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Then they like break my first like arm, and I'm like, all right, you can have Matisse Thibel. That's that's um, that's what I do it for. Welcome back, James Jackson. So there's my Trailblazers trade. My uh, my Wizards trade, however, I think it's much less. And you wait, get- wait, can we can we time out because I had technical difficulties and literally at the worst time because I was that trade was starting to get juicy. And when I when I came back <laughs> to look on everybody's face, I need to know how that finished. I I cut out at. Yeah, you said that again slowly, Josh. I cut, out, writing down I cut out at the pick swap for next year. I need to know how that ended because we were on we were on a roller coaster ride just now. All right, Simmons, Maxi, Curry. All hmm. right, hmm. okay. You send this year's pick. Right, pick swap. No, just straight up. You send them the pick oh, this okay, year. Got you. You swap next year. Right. You send them the pick in twenty twenty three. And then if they still won't do it, you say, all right, we got Isaiah, Joe, Paul, Reed, and Shake. Which one do you want? And that's it. For Damon Cove. For Damon Cove. Uh, Are you saying no banners? Are you saying no to that? I'm I'm, I'm saying having, I'm having like, trouble like fathoming all that. Yeah, I like I don't I wish I could get a graphic you, of that. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, I need to like see it in front of my face. You, I need to see but it you just you just said like you're more likely to lose a trade with the Blazers and then cooked up a losing trade. Well, how, do they get it? I mean, done that's the trade he thinks gets it done. Yeah, so when he gets it done, I do agree that you're probably more likely to lose a trade. I like, mean, I don't think you get it. I honestly just like I'm just trying to be realistic. I don't think you get it done for less than that. Like to me, I, I would include more swaps and more picks to take Curry out of that. Agreed. I think I think that's definitely what would happen because the Blazers would yeah. have zero interest in Seth Curry. Who's yeah, like, they've already had old. Seth Curry. They they right. they would just buy him out. What's the point in that? They they would even they probably even take a second round pick, you know, or just oh, like then, a guaranteed well, second round. Pick. And I, I'd be happy yeah. to do that. I just thought yeah. that was like. All right, so now I got my Wizards trade, which maybe this is just the opposite, but I got them sending over Simmons, Maxi this year's first, a swap next year, and then either a first-round pick for farther or a swap for the year after. Like a t- like two swaps in a row or a further down first-round pick, and you get back Beal and Rui Hachimura as a nice, uh, as a nice big. 
So that's why I, I, doubt, I doubt. I know because they're going to be rebuilding the issue. To be honest, to be honest, I think the I think it makes sense, like assets wise, like value for value. I think it makes a lot of sense. They're going to be in blow it up mode too because Russ is on his way out the door. Beal's on his way out the door. Rui is part of that young next core for them. Can I I get you? I don't don't think they're opposed to moving him. I think a lot has to go for them to give up one of their young corners. Could I I entice you in swapping Hachimura for Bertans in that trade? Yeah, I think I thought you were going to go like Bertans where Thomas Bryant. I think they do that. I think they do more. I I would. I think swapping Hachimura for Bryant, which I'd be okay doing. I would be. Get you your backup big. Get you your backup big. See, like that's my thought. I wanted to go Hachimura is wishful. I don't think they would give up Bertons. I think you'd have to give up something else or like another a couple second rounders. Can Bertons. we do Bertons and Beal's salary together? Because they, didn't they just max him? Didn't they give him a fat contract? Mm-hmm. I don't I think, think Bertons got the max. I think he's got like 16. 16 a year, like 16 or 18 a year, 16, something like yeah, that. Like that might be his max, though. <laughs> it might be like yeah, that might, that's his, what I'm saying. It might be his, as much as he max. can make. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but I do like that. Bill a year, that's tough. I don't even know if you guys can get that done. But listen, I mean, I think I think we're all you guys aren't freaking out over my trades, which which tells me that I, my assessment of just simply simply put, would much rather have Lillard. But just in terms of, like, I think you're more liable to to lose a Blazers trade than than was. I think your big your thing first was trade that you just my head were hurt. too heavy on players and, yeah, and your first yeah. trade either one of these teams that we're going. Uh, any trade that involves this is like play. three first round picks. They don't give a shit about yeah. Seth Curry yeah. or I Isaiah Joe, probably. Like I think give, Josh was right, by the last though. person they want. <laughs> I think Josh was right though. Like if I'm looking at the two teams, I'm looking at Portland and I'm seeing a team in a front office that would like younger players more mm-hmm. than picks. And if I look at the at that the Wizards, I see a front office that is just completely inept, but would rather picks. Because they believe that they can do more more in the draft. So, to to me and Josh, you're completely right. You're more likely to lose a trade with the the Blazers than you are at the Wizards. So to me, I'm like, if you want picks until 2030, fine. I don't care. Yeah. I would much rather Damian Lillard be on this team, but oh. for the sake of basketball and and the the way this team is built. I think it would be smarter to shift focus to Bradley Beal now, um, considering the packages that they would take to get. I think Portland would be way more enticed by by the actual players and what they've seen and, and how young they are. And the Wizards, they still don't know if they fully need to blow it up. I mean, neither do the Blazers, but the Wizards are just like, I, I don't even know how to describe that franchise. Like, You can entice them with picks. I don't yeah. think they really want anything to do with like they would obviously want something to do with, but I don't think I think Portland would be more mesmerized with players like Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Maxey. Yep, and, and Wizards, I, I, think Portland, I think personally Portland would love Matisse Thibel. I do and too, I, and that's I, that's I, why I, to I me, think, I think that is to get Damian Lillard. Like, I think to really get the Trailblazers' attention, if you want to pull them away from other suitors, it's to say the name Matisse Thibel. That will like literally spin their heads yeah. towards the Sixers. It might I be. Mean, the which is to pass, me that you gotta you gotta be willing to do that. Which is to me why I think you shift focus to Bradley Beal. Um, it's and I as a fan, like just simply as a fan, I was all in on Lillard, 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 and now all of a sudden I'm like starting to prepare for Beal, and I don't want to say talking myself into, but just you know, like I was doing. Like, we know Daryl Morey will not take a loss on a trade. So if, if that's if if to get Damian Lillard, you gotta get a net loss. He might see what. A bill, a bill, a bill deal. 
looks like first. I like it. I like it. I like the Beal deal. Foreshadowing for a future episode title. He saw what the trade package was. He saw what the Houston Rockets were asking for um, for James Harden. And granted, it was even even crazier than what Josh just cooked (laughs) up. The Josh's trade proposal. And he said no. So Mm -hmm. so if Portland tries to do that, um, I mean, look, they – like. Honestly, they probably will. I mean, given what they just tried to do with with Chauncey and and what the, how, the, how the direction that front office is going, it's Daryl Morey would probably say no to to an absorbent asking price. And if if you're the Wizards and you are getting offered pick swaps out the wazoo and all these picks and and Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey to go ahead and, and blow that up and they could see what happens. I think you got to look at Bradley Beal because um, I think Bradley Beal could uh, could get you to keep your you're obviously not sending Seth Curry that way. I think he could get you to keep um, Matisse Thybul. So to me, I, that's is I would rather keep uh, I would rather keep Thibel than Maxi because you can find what I want Tyrese Maxi to turn into is a dollar version dollar store version of uh, Trey Young, a pick a point guard that can run the pick and roll offense well. You can find a guard that can run the pick-and-roll offense well. You can't find Matisse Thibel, who is an all-NBA defensive yep. player, that still has offensive ceiling left, mm-hmm. who is young. Yeah. and I, I would I rather think, give up. I think the, the language of what Daryl Morey said is important when, you know, right after the season ended, you know, he, he's talking about we still believe in Ben Simmons. We still think, you know, we can we can get him to the level he wants. All, all that kind of talk. I think it's important to send forward to the market to let people know that we're not desperate. Like if, mm-hmm. if we can't get a deal done, we will keep him and work on him and oh, yeah. see what we can do. But I think that was important for everyone to know that like, Hey, don't, don't come to me with these ludicrous like offers. Oh yeah. And we, we won't take a loss on him. We still believe he's an all-star. Yeah. All I right, think the Harden thing should show, should show that they're, yes. they're not just going to get, I mean, it is a little bit, it's not the exact same, right? Like before, before last year, everything was different. It feels like, like yeah, I, the, the Ben Simmons has always been a, a, an eggshell topic. Stop, I'm I mean. feeling things, Max. You got me feeling things. Eggshell topic. Eggshell topic. All right, boys. Last question in the main event right here. Set me these odds. You're the sports book. We are the sports book. We are Vegas. We own everything. Set me these odds for a championship in five years. All right, Josh. Championship odds next five years for the 76ers. Go. Even. I'm just gonna set them. At even, but I'm also gonna say I wow. wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take the odds. Just get your money back. I yeah, I, w- I wouldn't bet it, but I think it's appropriate at even. If you think it's appropriate at even, what happens if they make a trade for Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard? Then it goes to minus two twenty. I'm like saying, like, yeah. I've got I've got the trade already. Like f- like it goes into that thought process is that Simmons is gonna get traded for one of these guys, and it's and it's just it's even like. I think it's five years, like I said, about the whole process argument. You know, say what you will, but I think they're in a position where every year for the next five years, when you're looking at the preseason power rankings, the Sixers are going to be in the top five. And based on that logic, I think even is appropriate. Like they, they, I don't mean, excuse my language for the children watching. That don't mean shit. They could be preseason top five all they right. want. That don't mean shit. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, the law of averages, if they're in the top five for five years, even odds. I wouldn't take it. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll get over the hump. I will root for them every year. Even. Okay. JJ, what are these championship odds? I think if you bet on the Sixers in the next five years to, to take the championship, that you're taking a risk. Not a huge risk, but it's given what we've seen, given how the, the tenure of the Doc Rivers 
or the, how, how the start of the Doc Rivers tenure, you know, how it started. I would say it's it's not not crazy, you know, crazy odds. But I'm saying like plus five hundred or something like that, like something to let you know that they're not odds. Yeah, something something like like to let you know that like the Sixers are, in my opinion, with a full healthy NBA, are not on the short list to win a championship next year. Now, if they you know make a trade for Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, that might put them in contention. But with teams like the Lakers coming back healthy, the Nets coming back healthy, the Bucks have now gotten over their hump. You know, I, what, Kawhi coming back to the Clippers healthy. Like, I think the Sixers have a rough path to get to the championship. So it's definitely not even. Like, I, I don't, I want, I'm not confident in this. Like, put it this way if I had to come out of my pocket to bet the Sixers winning a championship in the next five years, right now, I would not be totally confident in that. Like, I, I would be, I'd be. I'd be going out on the on a limb. What do you say? Even is tough, man. Even to me is pretty confident. Like even to me is saying like, yeah, it could go either way. But I, I don't think it's, it's a five point point They just have one seed. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'd bet them at even. I'm put I'm putting my bookmaker hat on and saying, how can I get like what would like people would bet money on the Sixers at even in the next five years? I feel like it's a big window. I, I agree with Josh. I was going to say plus 150 for a five-year yeah. window. Yeah. I mean, you you got to remember, we, we were just the one seed banners. This isn't like we're we're coming off a, a 25-win season. Yeah. That, look, at how the season look how the season ended. Look at how the season ended. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, that's you, one you, yes, it does. For, for, it books, for books taking odds, that doesn't matter. They see a team that's good in the regular season. That's all that matters. You, you, uh, you have a yeah, high yeah. win total. You are going to be in the top four seeds on a year-to-year basis. You're going to have good odds whether or not that's in your team's DNA or, or not. They also see a, uh, a team in flux, a team that doesn't trust their head coach right now. One of their corner piece star players is avoiding their phone calls. A veteran player is, is throwing bullets at their Just fans. for the record, that got debunked like yeah, it did. very quick, very quick. Just, just for all the good people out there. I, boys, I'm looking at this, and I, I'm, I'm looking at William Hill's odds right now, and the team that just lifted the cha- the championship trophy is plus 900. Yeah, it'll repeat next year. So, and and five the, year. It's so different when you're saying five years, though. No, I know, window. but if like we're if we're going to extrapolate that out over a five year window. Like even even the Nets, who people think are a super team, are, are plus two fifty in the next year. So like if the, like the Nets are, are minus odds, the Nets are like minus two fifty at least for a five year championship window, at least. No, because I no, I don't think that 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 assumes that they keep this core for five years, and you I don't think you can make that assumption. I also don't think anybody's giving you a minus two fifty for a five year window like this. Like to me, like I'm looking at, geez, plus like. Six fifty seven hundred here. I'm with you, banners. I'm, 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 I'm. Maybe not that high, but I'm. You find me a bookmaker that gives you plus seven hundred five year championship windows. I think you have to answer this question, Max. I think you have to answer this question. Your championship window is dictated if Joel Embiid can be an NBA MVP caliber player. Do you think for the next? Do you think that that's got a five year window on it of him being the the damn near the best player in the NBA? Yes, I do. Yes, a hundred percent. I think he has five years of being an elite player. I think he has five, no, 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 five no, no, no. years of being. I'm saying top three to top five. That's your championship window with Embiid. And to me, that's two to three years. He can be an all-star and an upper echelon elite player, but your championship window is dictated on his, if he is MVP level. And I think there's three to four years total of that, and you already, you already spent one. 
Right. I, I'd sign up for that. Like, listen, I'm not saying they will win a championship in the next five years. And I, maybe I'm closer to match where it's plus 150, right? Like, let's call it plus 150. Even might have been a little, like, overdoing it. I think it's closer. Like, I think plus 200 and below is more fair for a five-year window than, like, what do we say? The Phillies were, like, what, plus 600 or plus 700? The, like, the Sixers and the Phillies are not on the same level playing field. Agreed. The Sixers or the Phillies are plus six hundred to win. No, no, that, I think that's what our I, consensus. Was. Did we set that, that really? That's what y'all say for the Phillies. I, get, I gave like a plus eight hundred for a five-year window. Yes, They shouldn't be close. You know something I don't? Huh? You know something I don't for the Phillies? What trade it's, do you see on the roster? Five years. It's five years. Uh, I, Dave Dombrowski's the guy who traded Pedro Martinez, so yeah. I got to believe something's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Jesus! All right, boys. We took up a lot of time there in the in in the main trial, so we're gonna we're gonna let a couple of these topics we have for the second half roll over into next week. Um, but before we before we get to the ruling, before we get to the 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 speaking of the jury, I want to uh, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Sports Na- uh, PHL Sports Nation. You got to check them out. PHL Sports Nation, a local Philadelphia sports site covering your favorite teams across blogs, social media, and every kind of uh, what, be print, everything. Got to check them out, phlsportsnation.com, Philadelphia Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. Um, and also, if you didn't catch us live here today, you can catch us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere in between. You find one we're not on, we'll get on their head. Uh, uh, trust the process live ttpl philly you guys know where to find us and now boys we have to we have to reach a ruling okay it's got to be it's got to be a majority um there can be abstains you can abstain from a uh, from a vote if you want to um i will be the foreman i will i will collect all of the rulings here and i will i will issue me a lot about the how the judicial system works by the way i watch a ton of i used to watch a ton of law and order (laughs) We we're go. getting near into these rulings, so we're going to go around. And the trial of the 76ers, are they guilty of... Wait for it. Keep I'm it on the hook here. I, build, I can build up suspense. I'm waiting for it. Are they guilty? Oh, are they guilty of failing this city? Wow. Woo! The jury now must, must now deliberate. We 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 are going back into the all records are sealed. Turn in your cell phones. No contact with the outside world. Lunch will be delivered every twelve hours. We will now go around and we will deliberate. We will start with our guy Josh Safran. That's probably a good place to start too. If we're going to be honest, absolutely not Oof. guilty right. of failing the city because, like, first of all. They have done what every single team has done ever, pretty much in this city. Like I, I don't, I don't want to put the microscope on them. We know nothing but disappointment here. If anything, they have given us hope year after year, and they squander it, and it's very painful. And I don't think it'll ever stop. But that's what I live for as a Philadelphia sports fan. They give me a tremendous amount of hope every year and a reason to be excited. And as long as Joel Embiid is here and still doing his thing, I will say the 76ers are not guilty of failing the city. We have one against. Juror number two, James Jackson. Are these 76ers guilty in your eyes? All right, boys. I'm excited. 
it's time for the tough talk because if, if we go go secular here and kind of circle back to one of our first discussions about an hour ago, and we said, was the process a failure or not? I think it is okay to say that the Sixers failed the city for the process era. Like I, I think there you can you can fail and succeed in different eras in, in different tasks for the city. But the Sixers did ask the city of Philadelphia to stand by a team who three, four, five years in a row won 10 games in a season, number one overall pick after number one overall pick, failed experiment after failed experiment. And the city stood by this team, gave gave them its criticism when it deserved it. But the city stood by this team. And my opinion, the goal of going through all of that was to get a championship. Like the reason why we put you through that known pain and suffering was to get a championship. And at the end of the process, the championship was not delivered. So in the in that task, I think this, and that's our overall discussion. That's why it led. I think in that task, sadly to say, the Sixers are, are I found the Sixers guilty of failing the city. We have one for and one against. Two votes remaining abstains are valid. Maximilian Coolish, how do you find the defendant? So, you know, <clears throat> initially when, when you hit me with this question, my mind immediately just jumped to, of course not. It's no, no sports team owes their fan base anything other than the, the effort to field a competitive team. And there are some stipulations to that rule. Obviously, we took that rule to the most extreme. And to me, that's where my initial points led me, is that the Sixers made this decision. They decided to not fail the city by making us sit through year after year of 41 and 41 or 40 and 42 and getting waxed by you know whoever the hell in the first round in four or five or maybe six games if we you know were a little bit extra feisty that year. I think the Sixers did the right thing in terms of how they should – you know, treat us in terms of how they serve us the way we serve them as a, as a, as the, you know, the circle goes. Right. But then I started thinking a little bit more because that was so long ago and so many things have changed since then. And to me, the big thing is, is that it was the changes in ownership. We got meddled with at the highest level. In some cases, we've had no continuity in terms of what our plan is on a regime to regime basis. If, the NBA was so opposed to what the Sixers were doing, then they needed to like internally discreetly put them on probation or something because what they did was they uprooted the guy who had a vision and they tried to duct tape the hole closed. And that to me is where I started thinking maybe the Sixers did fail the city because ownership wasn't strong enough in committing to the guy who they said they would commit to. So oh. at this point, I'm a little bit conflicted here because I was so ready to start talking here and say, no, there's no way that that they owe us more than what they did. One team wins a title a year. They've given it their best shot. They've been making the playoffs. They've been winning series. It hasn't been a total failure in terms of looking at it from the outside. A neutral objective didn't have to sit through five years of 10 to 14 wins, right? If you're looking at it objectively, the Sixers are a competitive team. They're one of the seven to eight best teams in the league. And I get it. It's probably you know, only the top three or four that have a real shot. But the fact that they went, you know, they they took the action to try and bring some rejuvenation to the to the idea of Philadelphia basketball that got me in. 
But then when they lost control of the plot and and didn't clean up their mess, that's where I feel like that is what falls on them as a as a organizational responsibility. So I think I'm going to have to cop out and abstain here as much as I I really did want to give you can't give us all that just to abstain. You can't give us all that. That was a symphony you just gave us, man. I'm trying to make it as clear as I can. I give us a vote. You cannot. I, 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 I think you guys should take take comfort in the fact that that I'm even at the point of abstaining because literally until the words started coming out of my mouth, I was ready to say, this is a stupid question. They made the move to try and be competitive, and that was the end of the discussion. Right. But it's not, though. And the fact that your mind opened up is, is kind of where I'm going. Like, see, like, I, I can't, can you just I can't give them an A for effort and, and call it okay? They made, they, I can't say that they. I cannot personally say they failed the city because they they took the steps necessary. They traded away those those picks that they accumulated when they sucked. They've traded up for number one picks. They've drafted number one picks. They're trying to get all stars around their best guy. They're making mid. They made the midseason rental move for Jimmy Butler. They have made the moves when they needed to make the moves to show a commitment to winning. Whether or not that pays off and it ends up with so a ring and a banner. You don't care about the execution of it. You don't care about the execution of it. Though. Exactly, because only one team wins a title a year. That's like saying that every team who doesn't win a title that year has right. failed their respective market, regardless of. No, because the not every, no, no, because not every team made their fan base sit through not mediocrity, not not mediocrity, like like. So you you know what you went through. That's the thing. No embarrassment. And years of mediocrity between NBA finals and the process. That's the thing. That's where I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to shut you down there because the Sixers lived through a decade of mediocrity. But that wasn't the process. That's what led to the process. Exactly. I, 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 if, if the Sixers went from terrible for five years to mediocre for five years. Yeah. I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to burn down the whole complex at, exactly. at, at the stadium, but the, the fact task that they of through, that, but the task of the process was what? The task of the process was to burn it down and build a contender eventually. Oh, Max, do you no, know, no, you know, you know, the task of the process was to win a championship. Right, was, to, was to win a you championship. Excuse me, was to to burn it all down, build a great team with with homegrown assets, trade assets, whatever you can do with all those stockpiled assets, and you win a title. And, 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 and I, did you win a title? And did you win a title? Not yet. No, but that, yet. that doesn't mean that they failed the city. This this isn't a this isn't a personal relationship we have with them. The, the other you know, did, did the Suns did the Suns fail the city of Phoenix because they didn't win a title after being terrible for 10, 15 years straight and having one great season? No, because no, because the front office didn't go to the fans and say this is this is our blueprint. We are losing on purpose yeah, because yeah. we're going to deliver a championship when this is over. Digits. I feel like the last juror in the OJ trial. Digits, digits. Just my last point to try and sway you. I feel like you uh, submitted evidence that was not uh, allowed in this trial. And it's that when you brought up Dave Silver, because it sounded like all of your evidence pointed toward Philadelphia or the Sixers being not guilty. And where things went wrong is when a third party got in and jammed everything up. And that is why you're hesitant to me. That is not on the 76ers. That is yes, on it is. That's yes, squarely it is. on ownership. That falls, Hinkie, 100%. If anything, that falls more squarely on ownership than yeah, them being the owner, The ownership threw Hinky under the bus, 100%. Exhibit, exhibit silver will be allowed in this case. Uh, yeah, you got to put it in there. 
You Fine, you guys want a ruling for me? Not I want a ruling. After, if you didn't deliver such a beautiful closing speech, I wouldn't want one. But you, you, you. All right, fine. You, you, you I want me to put on the sand and choose a side. I am saying not guilty because this team has done everything in their power to make the right moves. And for me personally, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to be one of those people that the Sixers are a Mickey Mouse organization. They couldn't bring me a championship. I'll never be a fan again. Yep. To me, that that's a, a corny mindset. If you're going to be a fan, hold on, JJ. If you're right. going to be only in it for championships, then as far as yeah. I'm concerned, you're a fair weather fan, and this conversation is not really. Co 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 I I agree with that, and I and I don't think the Sixers failed the city as an overall sense, and that it's over. I and, and what I said was in the task of the process, the Sixers failed the city. Now. You can succeed after the process, and I think the Sixers should start getting in the mindset that the process is over. Let's move on from it. But in the task of the process, it's the whole reason we're having this episode. It's been the elephant in the room. It's been the underlying theme of the Sixers for the last, you know, five to you know five plus years. In that task, in that mission, mission failed. That's what that's like what I said earlier. I just don't city. think the process is over yet, personally. I think and, and, I think we are most definitely in the twilight of it. But but to me, Ben Ben Simmons is still part. I of I think I think you can still see the process. You're still you're still with the benefits of the process. You know the 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 results of it. But I think it's over. Just because you can see it doesn't mean it's still here. It's over. Close in the rear view, but it is over. I have a tough choice in front of me, gentlemen. I feel like the last, like I said, I feel like the last juror in the trial of OJ Simpson. So help I could, I, I could, so take, I could take one side. <laughs> I could take one side and make it a clear majority, or I could take the other and declare a mistrial to be tried again at a later date. It might be fair, honestly. Wow, yeah. that would be some. Yeah, that, that might be fair, honestly. That might be fair, honestly. But go ahead. And uh, as Max was before I, I am conflicted. Mm -hmm. Heavy is the head. Heavy is the head. Heavy is the head that wears the crown <laughs> as the foreman the of this jury of the peers of the seven, because we're the peers of the 76ers. Yeah. <laughs> the, I said before, the process is over and done with. And regardless of my feelings about the process, whether it worked or didn't can be called a success or can't. The goal of the Sixers now is to win a championship. They are now no longer in a, in a dedicated era of, of, of strategy. They are playing the same game as every other team in this league, which is to best suit their team for a championship in that I cannot fault them. However, Juror number two has presented facts to the contrary. Thank you. Thank you. Ipso facto. <laughs> the I must, the I must declare a mistrial until the case of Ben Simmons is handed down. Hmm. I cannot make a fair ruling. I have been tainted by outside sources. I have not accepted bribes, but I have come close. <laughs> I, I, I must declare a mistrial to be uh, to be tried at a later date once Ben Simmons is either here or, or gone. Not. I guess I'm sorry. Turning Spencer Hawes and Evan Turner and Iguodala into a 
perennial contender is a, is a failure to the city. I, I, I have not stated it as a failure. I have stated I, it as a mistrial. And I the task of the process, it's black and white, Josh. I like no, Judge Banners. The task, the task of the process to win a championship. If you did I'm not, not do I'm that. I'm not wasting my breath. It's a mistrial. I mean. Close Case only counts. For the matter of, uh, of July 26th, 8.08 p.m., Thank you to all the jurors. Oh, that was good. Mr. Foreman, uh, you may talk to the bailiff. You may let the other jurors go. I'm talking Do you validate about parking? Do you validate parking? I want to know what the character lady made me look like. That's all I oh, really care about. That's good. That's good. You got like, to, she drew out the sideburns too. Um, oh, yeah. No. Before we go, boys, uh, we we I, I actually I made a uh, made a theatrical um, scene out of that, but I do think we need to revisit this when the chips yep. fall, um, because they like it or not, there are very 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 big chips here um, that still need to fall on this table for the Sixers. So I think we uh, I, I unlike the unlike the trials of the uh, of the Phillies and the Flyers, which have more clear cut evidence. I think now this is uh, there is still some testimony we need to gather. Um, and maybe our friends over at PHL Sports Nation can help us with that. Before we get out of here, um, who's tapping out? What are we tapping out with? Anybody got one? I'll go when I go first because go. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put another person on trial who's not used to being put on the stands to have to answer some questions. And that's one Greg Popovich. I got to talk to Ooh. this man. Ooh. Coach Pop. Ooh. Coach okay. Pop. Say of, more. Of, of Team USA. Hey, well, well respected, maybe the most respected coach in the NBA that we have today. And, and all his reputation and his accolades precede him, and I shall respect him as ah. such. But when you have a man like Ice Trey Young begging to play on Team USA, begging to play on Team USA, and you negate that and elect one Keldon Johnson to play instead, I have a problem. I have a problem because I didn't know Pop would play favorites on the world stage like that. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know that Keldon Johnson not only is a rookie, he's a rookie for the San Antonio Spurs, the team mm -hmm. in which Greg Popovich coaches. Mm -hmm. And what a hell of a time to elect. Instead of giving my team another shot to win a gold medal, why don't I develop my rookie on the world stage? There are a lot of things wrong with USA basketball right now. A lot of things wrong with USA basketball right now. Seeing Keldon Johnson play big minutes in the fourth when you're battling to keep a lead is one of the biggest ones. Is one of the biggest ones. Pop. Because I know that can only be Pop's move. Jay Wright wouldn't advocate for Keldon Johnson. Steve Kerr sure as hell wouldn't advocate for Keldon Johnson. That's got to be Pop's move. And I just, I need answers. Because that's a hell of a time. Summer League right around the corner now. It's a hell of a time to pick a rookie over a man who had one of the most impressive playoff debuts we've ever seen. Wow. Papa needed wow. That's that's my tap out. I needed to get that off. Wow. Shit. Shaky baby. <laughs> that's tough, man. All right, boys. Who's uh who's got another tap out? I got one. I have All a right. I have an I have a, a good old fashioned embrace debate for you guys. Okay. Uh, as of today, my girlfriend has moved to the outskirts of New York City for a job, about 90, 90 you know, hour and a half, maybe a little bit more away from her new residence. So it's got me thinking, am I in a long distance relationship now, even though I'm still yeah. like, you know, it's not, it's not like crazy far. Like I could, I could get there on a weeknight. It would be a pain in the ass, but I could get there on a weeknight. You get you know there. I mean? 
New York City is not as it's right up ninety five. You only got to make a turn. Yeah, more or less, exactly. So that's uh, that was uh, a little internal debate I was having with myself the other day. What, like where it. do we draw that? Where do we draw that line? Like, what, what is what the line? What is the line of long distance? I think the line of long distance it falls in the line of convenience. Yep. Is it is it out of your way to get to your girl? If it is, it's long distance. If it's not, I would disagree. Hmm. I would disagree because I could say rebuttal. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I lived in in Fishtown and my girl lived in West Philly and sometimes it was an inconvenience to even That's, get there. Uh, you know, okay, okay. Maybe when I say inconvenience, Max Max put a good parameter around inconvenience. Max, can Max, you get there? Can you get there on a normal night? Do you have to like shut everything down and revolve? Your your day, your week, whatever around the visit. To my, and that's why not, I'm going time not, zone, huh? And that's why I'm going time zone equals long distance. Okay, okay, Well, well, you see uh, every week. You got PA to Florida is long distance. Florida, there's no way. Yeah, I'm dating. If my girlfriend moves to Florida. That's long distance. And I and I can't even go state that's lines two, because, that's, that's, because that's an hour and a half, two hour flight though. That's ridiculous. Like, anything. I, I, let me say this. Anything hey, if you're going blind. out to the Orlando airport, it's longer. I'm going to put it that way. If you're going out to the Orlando airport, <laughs> it's longer. I, I think for me personally, anything that constitutes a flight for traveling automatically qualifies. As yeah. 100%. I think. Facts. Will you, will you guys most likely see each other at least once a week or no? Like most weekends, we'll we'll probably do the alternating thing. I mean, she just moved out of the city where she's she's lived in Philly the last couple of years, so it's not like she doesn't know what to do around here or anything. I'd I'd qualify that as guilty of being a (laughs) I have the ruling. Can you get there without refilling your gas tank? Can you get there on the you gotta if you gotta refill the gas tank, you're in a long distance relationship. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay, you can make it to New York on a half. I'm always a three quarters tank kind of guy, and I think I can. Yeah, get there you you got to keep a half a tank. You do got to keep a half a tank, probably. Yeah, it's a good ruling, Josh. You got to. I think up. that's it. Thank Honestly, you. Honestly, I I had a tap out prepared. I remembered thinking of it, and then I got so worked up by the whole uh, trial that I have no idea what I was going to say. So, <laughs> so I'll tap it out with this. I never want to hear that the process was embarrassing because those are my favorite years of Sixers basketball. And uh, no, nothing better. Than, there is nothing better than no expectations watching yep, a sports. Yeah. Game. I, yep. So like that's. I guess that's I get it from that standpoint. But that's what? my tap out. It's real simple. It's so easy. Since I was so jaded by this trial that I will go. Like I just hate the whole. They embarrass the city. It's like, are you kidding me? I was so happy to spend four dollars on a ticket and watch <laughs> basketball. Man, that was awesome. I was not embarrassed at all. That is all. So I think when I'm people no, say the process embarrassed. The Sixers, that's a projection. It's like seeing somebody like at the park do something crazy, and it's like, wow, that's so embarrassing. But when you talk to that person, they're like, I don't care who's looking at me. I don't care who's staring. Like, I'm that person. Yeah, it's, it's – I, I agree. I see where you're coming from. So I'm going to I'm gonna come at the Olympics here. Love it. Do it. Smart man. Smart man. Do it. I – Whoever made the whoever's making the decisions for the Olympics media team should be fired. I almost did the same thing. I almost did the they, same thing. there has it. been if you really like how the choice to DMCA content from these Olympics, <laughs> Peacock is absolutely asinine for the biggest events too. 
We got You're a producer, telling me that got a producer there's, here. This is the only time in people's lives they would potentially watch the sport of handball. And the fact that you can't clip out a piece of a dude getting smoked in the face <laughs> with a handball, you can't clip that out and put it on Twitter. Is, you can. You're just going to get your account. It, it's going to get taken out. It's going to get taken out in 30 seconds. It is the Olympics saying, if you want to see handball, you can only go through us. And subscribe that is to the, subscribe to Peacock. Not only, not, yeah, it's behind a paywall. It, not only is that archaic, it is it's 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 foolish. It sets it's it's along the theme of the Olympic Committee living however long ago you want to say, but not in 2021. Dan, I don't mean this to, to, to come at you, but this is just like so huge major baseball vibes from the Olympics. Just yeah. just top to bottom. Just really just... It is just what it is. We amazing are who we are. Blowing yeah. This, this, when they have the spotlight, like when, when the, you know, the one time people care about the Olympics or baseball, like, well, you know, those words are interchangeable in whatever I'm about to say here. Whenever the masses are focused on that sporting event... The people who run it are just like, how can I make this so <laughs> unenjoyable for everybody who's not in person and then even make it suck for those people too? Because that's what it seems like they're trying to do. Most people couldn't even find the opening ceremonies. Yeah. I know like they have. It, it, it was a record low in in um, in ratings down like for, the, for the opening Did, ceremony. Didn't they air it like 20%. 7 in the morning Eastern yeah. or something? It's Here's, this whole thing is just a masterclass in how to not operate in today's day and age. Like if I can't go on, if I can't go on Twitter and if I couldn't catch the race, if I can't go on Twitter and see the, the clip of the, I mean the, the women's um, USA women's team won the first gold medal in Taekwondo ever to happen for the, to, to, to happen for this country. I have no idea. Exactly, because you didn't see the clips on Twitter. You didn't see any like any of these clips on social media because it is it's, it's only available on Peacock. There are thirteen year olds winning gold medals in skateboarding. I'm sorry, I want to see a thirteen year old go off a ramp and do a Hell yeah, I, I didn't even know thirteen year olds were allowed in the Olympics. I don't think they are in most sports. I literally think, from my understanding, I think the people who got skateboarding into the Olympics, like they basically treated it as in as if like they they were. They were like, uh, like becoming like a small country, becoming part of the country. They basically did like negotiated their own rule set. Like skate, like skaters are allowed to wear their 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 headphones. Like they're allowed to wear like air like earbuds while they skate and stuff. Like skateboarding is they they kept lawless it as, land, as, lawless land. They kept it as unolympics as possible, and <laughs> they they have thirteen year olds. They, the Olympics could be cashing those two kids for. 12 more years, at least 15 more years, 20 more years. Fuck it. Language. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like those kids are 13. They could easily skate. They in should the be Olympics. taking over the Olympics Instagram account for the day. Show them behind yeah, the scenes. Exactly. Seriously. <laughs> and also just, just my last thing was like you, USA basketball, which like, you know, aside from like all the other things we're saying, their first game was literally not on TV. Like, that's, That's the difference between the MLB and the Olympics. I agree with you with what you were saying, but the MLB will be That's like, true. please, we're on ESPN tonight. Give us a chance. We no, have but the MLB play. also did like YouTube live oh, and stuff to begin to see. They were they were they were I, trying I to find mean, their own way to fumble. I gotta say this: I don't give baseball way. credit for much, but the fact that they went hard for YouTube, which is where kids under the age of twelve That's live, true. is maybe like the smartest thing they've done since two thousand. I gotta I give them credit like, for that. The most eyes in America is gonna be USA basketball, and their first game, you're like, yeah. nah, Peacock. And, and the Olympics are that. so. The Olympics are so 
we treat everybody the same, that right. they're not going to realize that, like, yo, you got to realize where your moneymakers are. The U.S., the USA men shouldn't be playing at a time where most people in the U.S. aren't awake. Like, True. our games yeah. should be at a time where our country is going to see them. I'm sorry, we're the number one team in the world. This comes with the territory. So when it's also, U.S. No versus Iran, oh, like, it shouldn't be at 10 o'clock in the morning. I was just going to say there's no I'm, amount of Peacock subscription revenue can touch the amount that you can charge live advertising on TV for you. The point. fact that they lost their first game and they're still on Peacock. Could you imagine the, the, the Nielsen ratings that a USA men's basketball game on ABC would get after they Ooh. lost their first game? Mike oh, my podcast from the U.S.? Crazy. Dude, even give me a noon Eastern start time. What like yeah. we do it all the time. Like that's enough. You can't be you can't be starting games at seven, eight in the morning. And especially with this team, I'm not gonna wake up to watch Keldon Johnson and JaVale McGee at huh. seven o'clock in the morning. Keldon no. Johnson. I think the Keldon four by four the, the men's four by four medley, which the um I'm pretty sure the men won in swimming. Like that is like let's let's take let's I'll take you guys back to when like Michael Phelps was competing and Ryan Lochte were competing Lochte in those TV. events. That was like, dude. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what. I uh, I watched my fair share. Of, <laughs> I, I watched my fair share of sports and bars. Okay. There's no, like I'll tell you the energy in a college bar watching <laughs> men's Olympic swimming. Yeah, was electric. That was incredible, and it aired at like six thirty in the morning. Can't like, drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Well, yeah, but not that early. I'm working. Talk to him. Like, come, like, what are we really doing here? Like, this was just—it's so. You did to me. You didn't need to have him this year. You could have pushed him back. Yep. Banners, great job it. adding a shit on the Olympics segment. Oh uh, yeah, it had. We that. needed that. No, I yeah, we needed, that. needed it. Hey, hey, we could have a whole episode on shit on the Olympics. That's like that is tip of the iceberg of what they're cardboard beds. You can't Congratulations, be MLB and NCAA. You guys are good <laughs> someone did it month. worse. <laughs> someone did it worse. Jesus. And um, unlike unlike the NCAA and the MLB, the Olympics don't even feel the need to put out any kind of quote statement. Nothing. Yeah, it is what it uh, is. Fellas, we're going to light a big torch and let our ratings go up and smoke. Fellas, mm. I'm at home now and it's dinner time. So, uh. <laughs> all right, boys. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. We got all that out of our system. The trial of the 76ers has been declared a mistrial to be declared or to be tried again at a later date. And the Tokyo 2020 Olympics are guilty. You better believe we will try the, We Great will try time. them again at a later date. Um, but for everybody here at Trust the Process Live, thank you for tuning in. We're brought to you by Mind in Philly, where something's always new and everything yeah, is always, always in Philly. If you did not catch us live, you can check us out in podcast form or on YouTube, uh, backslash Mind in Philly, um, or anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Anchor, uh, anywhere in between. Trust the Process Live, TTPL Philly. Till next time, we'll see you next week, everybody. Keep if you know someone at Twitter, hit us up at TTP Live on Twitter. Hasn't been active in eleven years, so let's let's get that over to us. If you uh, if you can help us, <laughs> see you, Philly. <laughs>